Let's close it out with an overlooked stock. Stone Co. has had a pretty wild couple years here, George. And now they're trying to turn it around a little bit. Ticker STNE. Start with the basics for us, George. We've hit it here before on Overlook, but it's a tech company. What exactly do they do? It's uh, essentially the, uh, the Brazilian fintech company. It provides end-to-end -end cloud based technologies to facilitate uh, the, the aggregates of e-commerce, point-of-sale connections, and, of course, payment services uh, facilitation. So essentially it's kind of a headquartered in Cayman of, uh, Islands. many different companies. Is that a yellow yeah, flag, well, George? It's actually, headquartered in Cayman Islands? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I couldn't, I couldn't quite hear that, OJ. But They're headquartered the in Cayman day, Islands. Look, I thought that's where you go when you're trying to, like, uh, you know, dodge a little financial oversight. Maybe I watched too much. Well, that's where they're headquartered. Okay, I got, I got you, OJ. Look, I think, I think at the end of the day, going forward, OJ, there's a, a few things we need to consider. I mean, first you pointed out before the break something we have to consider. The stock was at around $95 last year, so it's down significantly. The other thing we have to consider is, is who's going to survive the, uh, the outcome of this uh, major correction, if you want, cyclical bear market that we, we've been in. And we're still in. We have to keep in mind that they're selling the rallies. Overall, I think we're grinding towards maybe an intermediate term bottom. But Stoneco is an interesting company in the sense of market share, I think. Now, when you think about merchant services and payment services and fintech services, I think if you look at the United States and maybe North America, perhaps the UK and Europe, I, I think the market is saturated. What we want to do is look for companies that actually have quite a bit of market share. Now, when you look at small, medium-sized businesses in Brazil, they're close to $9 million. And Sonico Company actually serves about 1.5 million of those already. So therefore, it already has significant market share, and it's a growth company. But it's a growth company that's growing at a reasonable price, considering the fact that in this environment, every stock is getting thrown out, mm -hmm. regardless of valuation or regardless of profitability. But I think it's important going forward, and we talked about this just a little bit, is who's making money and when are they expected to make money. But if you look at Stonico, they actually are making money, and okay. uh, overall, based upon the, the the earnings reported for the company, alongside top line sales that grew 139 percent, they actually demonstrated a beat when it comes down to earnings up about 118 percent. Not to mention financial services income was up 157 percent, and the take rate, which is what the company gets from intermediating commerce, also increased by about 40 basis points. So, George, are they kind of living in the uh, underserved areas uh, that uh, would otherwise be taken by Square, a.k.a. Block here, or even maybe a credit card processor like a Visa and some of its digital offerings, or maybe even a Shopify to some extent when it comes to the more kind of specific commerce customers? I think so. And the reason I say this is because Brazil seems to be more loyal to companies they're familiar with. Amazon is having a hard time in Brazil. Mercado Libre is effectively the Amazon of Brazil. And I think we're seeing these regional, you know, e-commerce giants that are developing large market share. Amazon, of course, is big in the United States and the UK and Canada. Mercado Libre is massive in, of course, Brazil. And I think Sonico has the potential to grow market share, but it already has a pretty significant uh, large market share. Now, it focuses more on the small and medium-sized businesses, and that, you could say, is an underserved market in a developing economy. The other thing is for the company itself, I think, and this is, again, 
going forward, we may end up seeing more alpha in the emerging markets. In other words, if we see a recovery in stocks in the United States, perhaps Europe, we may end up seeing dollar denominated or dollar sensitive areas of the global markets perform better. In other words, maybe the European markets, but also the emerging markets. And I think that also might be a catalyst. Okay. And I know we got to move on. There's a lot hey, to George, talk about. I want to, well, one last thing from company, you. I got one, one last thing yeah. from you, George, is that uh, when you look at the chart, because I know you're a very fundamental guy, but you've got the technical skills. You got all, all the chart mastering you as any of us. Uh, we still just made a new low on this thing last month. And even after this bounce, yeah. haven't made the higher high. So where's the escape velocity? What level here do you think real quick? On 14 and a half. So oh, I just yeah. looked at it and you have to look for ma- more major trend reversals. It's not there yet. So okay. 14 and a half. In other words, put it, put an alert on. If it gets to those levels, you know, we're consider either entering a position or starting one. But okay. I did look at the earnings estimates going forward, OJ, and the companies we're talking about that may recover faster in this market environment are those that have forward earnings that are positive in 2023, and that's the case for this name. All right, that's unique. At least it's got some bottom line income, 14 and a half for the critical mass. Thanks, George.